You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. What's going on, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is uh, Isaac Watson with another episode for you. Listen, you all are in a, a, a great treat that we have today. This is a topic, um, again, because we're Church Talk with Isaac, we deal with all things church-related, um, but we also deal with things that just deals with being a believer, being people, being human, and things that people need. And I want to come today with a topic that I think you all will benefit from because we all need them. Hopefully we all have them. But the topic today is help. My best friend is not a good friend. And I think this is a topic that we all have experienced in one point or another um, where we've had friendships and those friendships might have seemed one sided um, or may have seemed as if maybe you were not the one that was a good friend. Maybe you faced betrayal. Maybe you faced just different things in your life that changed the dynamics of your relationship. Uh, and today I actually have a good friend of mine that's coming on uh, this show with me, that's coming on this episode with me. Uh, his name is Corey Person. He's a pastor. He actually pastors a church in, in uh, I was going to say Park Forest, that's where my church is. He pastors a church in Chicago Heights, Illinois. Uh, the name of his church is Presence Church. And uh, we've been friends for for a good while now, Corey, right? Yeah, it's been about almost 10 years, about almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. And and from the time that we met until now, our friendship has been so solid. Like he's probably been one of the most solid friends, definitely one of my best friends and closest friends um, throughout that time span. As a matter of fact, I actually mentioned Corey um, on one of my previous podcasts uh, uh, with me and Brittany, wow. uh, my wife, Brittany. And I and I and I mentioned how. Uh, Corey was uh, was the one who encouraged me to stop playing games. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I forgot about that. He encouraged me yeah, to stop playing games that. and to pursue Brittany. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I actually, he was my best man in my wedding yeah. as well. Uh, um, because we were close and also because he played a big part in us being together. So friends are very important. So we're just going to take some time and just kind of dialogue um, just through this this episode. And hopefully you all will get something from this. So I want to I want to ask you a question, uh, Corey. Uh, first and foremost, how would you define friendship? Well, I think this is a really good topic. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, I think how I define friendship is so funny. I think everybody has a personal definition. And I think when we look at when we think about friendship, I think everybody is going to personally say, what is a friend to me? That may not necessarily be the Webster dictionary Mm -hmm. of a friend. But for me, when I think of a friend, I think of someone who is trustworthy, um, you know, someone who is consistent. I think consistency is a real big deal uh, for me. Just and consistency doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have moments when things change, but. As things change, the person adjusts life and they're consistent with you through all those changes. So to me, that's a good um, definition for me of friendship is I would say consistency, trustworthiness. And then I guess also the last one would be um, honesty and transparency. I think you need um, a friend, somebody who would be truthful 
you know, also loving, but truthful. Mm. And so sometimes we just need those people that can sharpen us. So yeah. I think those would be my three. Absolutely. And I, I agree with everything that you just said. I think yeah. I think what you gave is a solid explanation, a yeah. solid definition of what friendship is. Um, I would I would probably add to that that um, with friendship, there has to be a mutual connection. Yep. There has to be a, a mutual bond. What I've seen sometimes is people try to force friendships. <laughs> yes. And, and, and a lot of times yeah. it just doesn't work. Yeah. You, can't, you can't force yep. your friendships. And I think that there has to be some type of connection there. Yep. Some, something that you have in common. Something that draws you together. Uh, so, I'm, I mean, that was absolutely great. Like the things that you just said and explained yeah. are all things that even in this, uh, Corey, all things that will be tested yeah. in friendships That's as true. well. I, I like what you said, even with uh, that last piece, when you said a mutual connection. I think sometimes the mutual connection, I, I, I've seen that with friends that I know and family members that I know where especially like in church settings sometimes because we just you know we want to connect with other believers and we want to you know be around sometimes you almost would try to make you be friends like mm -hmm. let's say yeah. if you're in a smaller church or if you're in a larger church and you you know you're around people that are saved just because they're saved it's almost like you just want to make yourself be friends but sometimes that doesn't work what I've also find for my life is that a a lot of my closest friends mm -hmm. are opposites mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. And so I find that with me a lot. That's one of my dynamics is that my my closer friends that are like in my inner circle, they happen to be opposite of mm -hmm. me. Now, you know, as I go down the list, I have friends that, you know, we're we have a we're a little more alike in personality, but my my closest friends are actually opposite you know mm -hmm. what i mean of me in terms of personality in terms of that and i think that's the draw yeah i think that's the initial draw yeah and i would even say that about us yeah that, that's us that in a lot of ways <laughs> that's us. a lot of ways we are very opposite i mean you know we're the same when it comes to some passions yep. and and we can laugh and have fun and yep. and all of that good stuff yep. but just the way that we're built yeah Totally um, different. Completely different. <laughs> completely different. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm more of a. I'm more heady yep. in my approach to things. Yeah. Um, Corey would actually. He actually has ways that he categorizes. <laughs> he talks about people who. Who uh, go go ahead? You, I always say that the the facts people and the fillers, you know, yeah. we we we're a little different. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty. You know, I'm fifty I'm fifty percent. You know, uh, emotional and can connect on the the emotional side, and then I'm fifty percent heady. You know, mm -hmm. so I think it, it, it's a good balance. I think me and Isaac could talk about a, a conversation, and you know. If he if he missed the feeling part of it, I'd be like, well, that's probably how they felt. You know what I mean? So I'll put that in there. Or I could be talking and he'll be like, hey, well, you know, that was good how they felt. But this is actually what happened. You know, so it just it's it's a good it's a good balance. And I think it helps. I think that what happens in good friendships is that usually you have a common core base mm -hmm. that you kind of mutually have a common ground on. And then you're free to still be you know, unapologetically you, 
mm-hmm. but you just have a good common base, and that's what kind of brings you guys back to a common base. Absolutely, Ab- absolutely. Um, one thing that I would probably say about friends uh, is um, sometimes they take work in order in in. Because of those differences, you know, because sometimes if you don't understand the people that you're in relationship with, they can end in arguments. People, you know, you can get offended. Offense can be very strong when you have people in the same room that have different opinions, different approaches, different mindsets. They see the world differently. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think that when when uh, when God arranges certain relationships and friendships, Um, It just takes work in order to make sure that you're constantly um, um, making an effort to understand the person um, that that uh, that you're friends with. And uh, and uh, I don't think that that makes you weak or anything like that. But being being anybody can say that they're a friend, but good friends always try to live and, and interact from a place of understanding where they try to understand what they're com- where, where the person's coming from even if they don't necessarily agree yeah. with the perspective yeah. and and I, I can say that about me and Corey there's been sometimes we will be in a conversation about something and we <laughs> yes. just leave like we just don't agree that's fine that's okay <laughs> yep, yep. all right next let's move we on like, <laughs> we just go we just go put this one in the parking lot but but we but you allowed to get it out you're yeah. allowed to say it I want to want to comment on what you said when you were talking about the work i kind of want to speak to just some of the mechanics Mm -hmm. i guess of my perspective of the work i think when you're friends you know your workload changes over time i think when you're friends your workload changes and what Mm -hmm. i mean by that is i can like i can take like me and isaac's friendship like when we when we first got cool i mean isaac wasn't married yet i was still Mm -hmm. married so there was a certain level of flexibility and freedom he may have had that i may didn't have Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i remember him joking laughing when i gotta get the kids and do different things he's like oh my god why you gotta do all that (laughs) now i can't wait you know i couldn't wait to throw all that back in his face you know once (laughs) he got married but i think being able to manage the mechanics of the work that's Mm -hmm. required for you to have a healthy friendship because you still have to be especially if you're married you still gotta have you know that 100 percent that you're giving to your family and then you still got to be able to manage the few friends that you have and what that work looks like and so i can say for us you know, and just for even my other friends, there's been times where there's been seasons rather where one friendship may have needed a little more time. Mm-hmm. You know, a little. I have friends who I talk to them every morning at 7 a.m. That was our routine. You know, then I have other friends that that's not what we do. That mm-hmm. friendship doesn't necessarily that's not the work needed for that friendship the other friendship may be one where you know we may talk or get together every other two weeks you know what i'm saying and we talk and when we talk we good we talk like you know that works for us so i think just when you talk about the work i think it's not one shoe fits all right but i definitely think people have to manage that because that's how that's how people fall out Mm-hmm. That's how people start saying, man, you know, you're acting funny, something changed. You know, I think being open about 
hey, you know, now we got to switch to this because now I'm doing this, this, this. I think that's what happened with one of my friends who we ended up talking kind of in the morning. We used to talk sporadically, but as my workload with the church picked up, I remember having to kind of catch them in the morning. And so Mm -hmm. that became an easier routine for us to stay connected. Mm-hmm. So it's just things like that. I don't want to take up too oh, much. No. Oh, oh, no. Those are some examples of just the work that yeah. it takes to put in. Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes work. And, um, you know, a- another angle of that is as far as like the work of a relationship or the work of a friendship is concerned, I've seen so many friendships um, end. Yep. Because they were not afraid, because, excuse me, because they were afraid yeah. to have hard conversations with them. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen it where either friendships are just coasting mm-hmm. and, and, and what tends to happen when there are like issues mm-hmm. in the relationship yep. that are not spoken about. What will happen is when you try to cruise over it and parade over it is now you're no longer even being genuine with one another. Yep. You're, 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 you know, so That's your relationship true. becomes more and more fabricated over time because you're, you, you start wearing a mask because you're not voicing your opinions about what they may have done or something that you may see that That's they true. may do that may be unhealthy or, mm-hmm. or d- dynamics of the relationship that may be unhealthy. And uh, what do you think about that? How important is it to have those hard conversations? I think any friendship that has lasted has to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think without the hard and the hard conversation doesn't always mean, you know, some big, deep thing. The hard conversation for most people in friendship is just being honest. Yeah. Sometimes you can compete with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can you you can just even compete with just who the happiest. You know, yeah. you just try to so you just so now all the conversations are just updates on all the stuff we all are doing and how great everything is. And so after a while, you can find yourself in this place where you you all the conversation is how great stuff is and mm-hmm. all the stuff we're doing and all the stuff we're working on and so you'll find that there's less conversation about core things of how am I really? What's the stuff that's not working in my life? What's the stuff that's not going on? What's the stuff that sucks that I hate? You know, what's the stuff I'm just depressed about and, you know, ready to jump out the window? You know, you have less and less of those conversations. So it's not sometimes always something even that the friend has done to you, but sometimes it can be that. But I think sometimes it's also just things going on in your life Mm -hmm. that you you know you can share it with your friend but you just don't Mm -hmm. now we 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 just start having all of these like you say these kind of surface um celebratory conversations where we're constantly celebrating some new thing and um, we lose focus of just true um authentic honesty and transparency and i think if we do that more you won't have a lot of room to have these big hard conversations that are kind of fouling up that haven't happened. Mm-hmm. I think they start piling up when it's just so much of just the surface fluff, 
you know, yeah. everything's great all the time conversations. And then finally the big reveal comes, you know, wow, you know, I've really been going through this or, you know, my job got cut or, you know, I'm, you know, we struggling financially or whatever it could mm-hmm. be that you just want to finally share. So I think that is how we get to um, not having these hard conversations. I think we can't have a good relationship without them. Yeah. But I just want to speak more to how we get there. That's yeah. how I think we we end up at this place where time and time has went on. And then, and then the friend starts doing things and saying things that you don't like either. And then you file that away. Yeah. And then that's how it builds up. And you look up and it's either a big fight. Mm-hmm. A fallout, or we just phase out, <laughs> mm-hmm. or or it's this big thing where it's like, I had no idea you felt that way exactly. because so much time has passed, yep. Yep. and it's like you just get you hit with like a bomb, yeah. you know, yep. you know, and and and, and it, so it, it can blow up. But on the other end of the one who may have to be addressed with the hard conversation, yeah. a good friend is able to hear what's going on and hear the individual's heart whatever the concern may be and not be offended and say well i'm going to walk away from this because of whatever case may be no that goes back to understanding um recently uh cory had to have a a a conversation with me we (laughs) we we had the first real conversation we ever had in almost 10 years so that wasn't bad yeah but see (laughs) but see the reason and i'm gonna go to the conversation but the reason why i believe that we haven't had to have too many hard conversations is because we're good at communicating with each other so because we talk on a consistent basis we're 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 transparent with each other with what's going on um you know where there's constant communication there's less likely of a chance that there'll be misconceptions yeah. uh, in, in the communication where we're missing each other's concepts of what's trying to be communicated yeah. because we're constantly communicating. Um, but there was a t- recently actually <laughs> and uh, we yeah. were just out. We went, we went and met together for breakfast and uh, he's like, look, you know, he had to prep me. <laughs> and I do think that when Yo, it comes I, to I those types of... me on the spot. <laughs> he, put, he put me out there. No, that's good. No, this is good. This is a great example. This is a great example. I do believe that when there are times where there needs to be a hard conversations, there should be a prep. I think that I think that you should give the person an yeah. opportunity yeah. to ready themselves to hear whatever it is that you have to give them. So he prepped me and he's pretty he pretty much told me, you know, this last season was a very interesting season. Yeah. There was a lot going on uh, in his life. There was a lot going on in my life. We just had a baby. It was a lot going on. Yeah. And um, Pastor Corey he had a lot of achievements that he was he was uh, accomplishing you know he just released a new single he sings so he has a single you can actually get uh, on apple music uh, of a song called surprise so you can look up Corey person yeah uh and uh you can find his single and i encourage you to get it but he just released a new single they just bought a new church building he's been pastoring for about god 14 years 14 years now. um so they just bought a new building and he's like isaac look I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but you haven't even been by to see the building. You didn't. There, there were some things that I just missed because I got so caught up in my own world and life yeah. that I wasn't paying attention to some of my friends' lives, life and accomplishments that they were doing. So the only thing you could really do in a situation like that is hear their heart, yeah. uh, sincerely yeah. apologize and make strides and efforts to be a better friend. Yeah. To be the type of friend that 
that that you know that they may need because different seasons require different things from 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 friendships and uh in that moment i became aware of man i wasn't as good of a friend in this moment as i might have thought i was and no i'm not gonna get offended by it even if it stings i'm not gonna get offended by it i'm gonna grow over it to become a better me to become uh, a better version of myself so that I can be the type of friend that I know um, I would want to be that that I would want to have um, so we're going to cover this this last thing and I think that it's important well let me let me chime in on that before yes, sir. we move on I think that was good but I, I want to jump in too because I think when you when you listen to you kind of break that down I think it goes back to kind of what we say how you get there mm-hmm. and I think there were moments when I was probably thinking it and I just could have said mm-hmm. something too so again it goes back to how we all have these times in our friendship I, I call it where we kind of just start filing stuff away mm-hmm. you know and you just file it away and you don't say it and so I think in your defense because uh, you mentioned how sometimes in friendships you drop these bombs mm-hmm. I think for me it was difficult for me to have the conversation because we we had never had to have a conversation like that. I had never felt like that before um, in the friendship. Um, you know what I mean? So it was just, I think I didn't know how to have the conversation. I think that was part of it, um, too. And so sometimes you're in situations where you may have something going on with your friend and you don't like it or you see it. And sometimes you just don't know how to say it. So I do think you should wait. You know what I mean? And so Because you don't want to say the wrong thing the mm-hmm. wrong way. Back to what you said, kind of with the prep and just mm-hmm. still how. I still didn't come crazy. I didn't come, yeah. you know, ignorant in any way. I tried to still... I think you still have to put a friend puts themselves in the other person's position. Even if you telling them something true or something hard or something whatever, you you still put yourself in their shoes. Even if you even if you feel like they did you wrong, yeah. you know you gotta do that. And so I think that kind of helped it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not be this big blow up but I also think you Isaac we always tease Isaac I would say he a prick Isaac <laughs> receive you know stuff like that Isaac don't care about stuff like that anyway so you know it's easier for him to be like oh okay my bad alright next you know or something but he didn't do that I mean he listened and he just kind of went on me being how I am I'm the type of friend I always try and Isaac could tell me if I'm wrong I always try to be um you know, there in those moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't have, I purposely don't have a lot of friends because I know the type of friend I am. So I want to be able, if I can be there physically or if I can be there financially or if I can be there in some kind of way, whenever something's kind of going on in, you know, their world, I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I think I looked for it, you know, in return because that's how I am and I always do that. So sometimes you also have to have to give your friends consideration too because sometimes that may not be how they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with me, this helped me realize too that it wasn't a lack of um, him being excited or whatever. It's some of that too may just not be his way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of how he does it. So it was a good experience. I think yeah. it was a good, it was good. Like I said, we, we handled it. I think that was good. A whole decade with just one 
one, yeah, one, one kind of <laughs> serious thing. I mean, we've had disagreements on stuff. We talk it out and we come right back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have transitioned in church and we've, we've had some deep conversations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, launching churches, all of this stuff. We've had some serious heated conversations, different of opinions come right back. And we always say, okay, well, at the end of the day, I know my position is I'm going to support my brother. So, yeah. all right, you heard what I thought, but okay, now what's your decision? Okay, that's what you're doing? All right, I'm right here. Let's, let, let's go. Yes, you know, sir. so I think that's that's been a big one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to ask you this, because oftentimes in friendships, uh when you do have friends who may be advancing in certain areas and there may be certain things that may, may be going on where they seem like even in some areas they may be doing a little better than you are yeah. uh or uh yeah or or maybe their life may look a certain yeah, way aesthetically yeah. yeah and um in your mind sometimes you you it's very possible that you can be tempted to become covetous or tempted to uh, to become jealous yeah. or to become competitive, yeah. even in those types of relationships. Yeah. How do you keep from competing with your friends? So I'll give an example for me. I feel like I've always, and I can use me and Isaac's friendship. I can use, I'll use you and then I'll use Pastor T. Okay. So you guys are two real close friends. I mean, okay. I got Jerome. I got about three good ones yeah. and, that are and, pretty close. And these are all local local leaders. Pastor T is, a, is another yep. local leader. We both know him. Yep. And are friends with them. Yeah, really good friend of mine. So I'll use, like, the question is, how do I keep from competing? So for me, I feel like I've always been the friend <laughs> that kind of need to kind of catch up anyway. <laughs> you know, especially Isaac. Isaac's always been kind of out there. Isaac has the social media presence. He's kind of always been that one. So what I do for me, when I would feel that that temptation to be like, oh, man, I need to keep up, I had to determine this there are things about Isaac and Pastor T that for me, I say this, I actually say, I let them inspire me. Mm. So what I do is I look at it as these are things, if they're in selling in this, like I'll use Pastor T for for instance. So my guy, Pastor TK, TK is excellent with managing money, even beyond me. Now, I thought I was pretty good with money, but T manages money even to a degree where he's able to save huge sums of money, even with his church. So instead of me competing, what I what that do is I'm inspired by that. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do for me, I had to say the areas where my friends kind of put fire under me, I, instead of me competing with them, I say these are the areas where they're inspiring me. And then what I had to do for myself is kind of outline well what are the areas where I feel like I'm inspiring them and I think when you do that that helps um take the room I, kind of, I feel like it lets the air out of the tire mm-hmm. that the enemy uses because we all feel this these moments of competition we do it's just it's human it's a lot to say you don't you know we all I mean, it's just human nature yeah. if I you know even with women I see it with my wife sometimes with women you know if one one friend have a baby the other friend want to have a baby yeah. then they compete with the baby showers then they compete with you know I mean everything be just like you know you could tell they excited for each other but it's a little bit of a competition you know yeah. I've seen that for years so I think for me to answer the question is how I cope with it and how I found a way to um, not feel less and really not let the enemy make me jealous is I find areas where 
you know, I say, well, these are things they inspire me mm. in. And so these are the things that make me like I'll say like Isaac, like yo, your social media presence, the things you've done, you're out there, you speaking. You know, I had a season where I couldn't really do that. I'm like, we got to get a building. <laughs> I got yeah. all these other priorities. However, it's 2020. I know social media is where it's at. So I'm like, oh, man, Isaac's just he leading that, you know, so I'm like, OK, he's right. Let me, and he told me for years, you got to do more. You got to do this. So to me, that was an area where I just put him in inspiration. Mm. I didn't want to compete with him on that. I feel like he has found um, his lane. And for me, it took me a while to figure out what my lane was, because I was like, well, I'm, I'm not a social media person. I, it's hard for me to just ride around in the car and talk about nothing. Mm. That challenge, you know, I was challenged with that because that's kind of our culture. But once I took some time and really discovered what is my lane and I took time to figure that out, then I was more comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you were an inspiration in that area. So Pastor T was an inspiration in the gym and the workout life. You know, me and you started working out. Then our schedule switched and then I was working out with Pastor T them all the time. But he inspires me in the fitness and the health world. And so I inspire him in some of the ministry things. He'll call me, hey bro, what you think about this? And we all bounce off of each other. So I think that's my answer. It's just inspiration over competition that's really good that's really good and you have found your lane so now he's on he's doing like more videos on social media (laughs) than i am now that's so funny yeah and and he's he's found his lane he's dealing a lot with with relationships and marriage and just walking together with people and he has a a prayer line that he does with people all over the nation are tuning in and he he's actually found his groove uh, so it, it just shows what happens when you could turn something <laughs> yeah. that could have been a, something that could have put a real sour taste in a relationship yeah. and you turn it into inspiration. Yeah. And uh, and um, as a friend, what you do is you get behind them and you push them yeah. and you motivate them and you make sure you say, look, I don't care what's going on. There's not going to be anything that comes in our relationship that's going to make us try to compete with one another, yep. try to make us hate on one another try to make us gossip about one another yep. look i want you to be great yep. i know you want me to be great let's yep. be great together yep you know yep. so that's 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 really good and just a shout out he was talking about pastor tk um that's terrence rogers who yep. pastors a church in matson they're in dalton faith on fire faith on fire yeah, so a uh, really really good guy as well and uh it's interesting that you brought him up because um i think the final thing that i want to talk about mm. is the importance as a pastor mm. um i'm a pastor i've been pastoring for a little over about two and a half years now yeah. you've been pastoring for quite some time tk's pastoring now yep. um how important is it <laughs> <laughs> for pastors to Jesus. have friends for it's... pastors to have friends it's it's critical like i think icu level (laughs) like on the hospital when they put you in icu Mm -hmm. i think it's critical for pastors to have friends but i will say this i think the the, it's it's critical for pastors to have a certain type of friend okay um because i don't think pastors should be just because somebody's a pastor should make them automatically you know be your friend I think there has to be back to those core things I talked about. Um, You need some, you know, accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, I think 
Um, as pastors, you know, we can have pastor talk, you know, and there's a portion where we talk about church and ministry and all the grunts and all of the stuff and kind of encourage each other. But then there's some hard truth conversations, yeah. you know what I mean, that we have to have as pastors, too. I mean, me and Pastor T has had some heated conversations about just differences that we have on how to approach things that may happen with the member or mm -hmm. discrepancy or I may come off like I'm too, you know, strict or too old school or he may be like oh you try to say I'm too lenient you know and so we've had talks like this and that's just an example but it's so good to have these type of conversations and these type of friendships because at the end of the day I think without them pastors we're some of the loneliest people yeah um and I can be honest when I say it even with me um, with my friendships, it has helped me avoid some of the loneliness. Um, but I still have seasons of feeling alone as a pastor because there is just, um, I think there is a lane of aloneness yeah. that comes with being a pastor because there's some things, let's just be honest, even as pastors, we just can't share with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some confidential things. I don't care how close we are, how cool we are. I just can't talk to you about it. You know, I gotta kind of just pray about that one. Mm -hmm. or I gotta deal with that. But then there's that that area or that 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 place of things where I may want to talk and if I know I got somebody that my business not going to be on Facebook tomorrow right. or right. find That's out important. later on in a conversation that it was shared or it gets back things like that you know in 10 years we've been friends nothing I've ever told you's ever come back yeah. and vice versa. vice versa I've never heard any of that um and, and we and you have some mutual friends where we've had, what do you do when like one friend fall out with one person, but you still talk <laughs> to the person? Like, how do you manage that? Right. You have, you know, we've had situations where we've had to manage that where I mean, let's say I fell out with somebody, but Isaac still talks to him. You know, I don't want to put him in a situation where now he can't talk to them because, right. you know, so being able to have a respect where there's a level of transparency between both relationships where I don't or you don't feel in the middle. You know what I mean? And so it's a lot with yeah. having friends and yeah. managing. That's why I don't believe people should have a lot of friends mm -hmm. <laughs> because I don't think you got the energy and time. And, and, and to be quite honest. We're not going to go into this. We may have to do a part two. We but, do. We do. But um, there are different levels of yes, friendships. We're not going to go into that this time. We may go into that next time. Yeah. Um, but I want to I wanna add that one of the things that I love about having, as a pastor, mm -hmm. having friends that also pastor. And I don't have, I don't think I have a whole lot of pastor friends. Yeah. Um, but having those friends that do pastor, you can talk about stuff to them. That you may not be able to you you have an opportunity to be human. Yeah. To be Absolutely. normal. You can yes. you can talk to them and say, This Negro tripping <laughs> and, and, and don't worry about them judging you or anything like That's that because right. on their end they like, Yeah, and sister so and so tripping. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and and you can just talk and be yes. normal people. Because for whatever reason people put this expectation on pastors as if they have to live beyond normalcy yeah. uh, they can't be regular people so I really appreciate uh, my friendship with with Corey with Pastor Corey and uh, you know we in this for the long haul yeah I do too yeah this so yeah so listen y'all um, 
this comes to the end of it. We actually went a little over today, but this was some good content. And uh, hopefully you heard something that you can use, you can utilize, um, you can share with someone. Yes. Um, I'm going to have Pastor Corey come back on yeah. and we're going to do a part two because yeah, there's yeah, a lot of things two. that we didn't have an opportunity to cover. <laughs> Um, that I think would be good to cover. So listen, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Church Talk with Isaac. I hope y'all have a great day and work on becoming better friends. Don't be that best friend that's not a good friend, but work on being a good friend. All right, have a great day and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.